Well, welcome in on this Saturday afternoon here on 720 WGN. Glad you could join us. We'll be spending the next two hours together, so let me share a little bit of what we've got on the show today. Got some fun conversations with George Lopez as he has a new show on NBC called Lopez versus Lopez with his real-life daughter, Mayan. There's a new book out on Don Rickles called The Merchant of Venom. The author is Michael Starr, who is also a reporter and columnist with the New York Post. Winneka's own Christine Ebersol is on the hit CBS series Bob Hart's Abishola. She's also got a new album out. We'll talk to her as well. Plus a former Chicago FBI agent on the case featured in the Vice TV series Betraying the Badge. But first, Cheryl Scott danced her way into the new year once again in front of millions with her colleague Terrell Brown and knocked it out of the park. And besides being a dedicated meteorologist, she gives of herself to the American Red Cross. And there's a blood drive coming next week. And now Cheryl joins us this afternoon on WGN Radio. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, My God, you knocked it out of the park again. You're too sweet. We had so much fun. I think people are expecting this every single year from you. Oh, boy. Here we go. I, I mean, We've done it the past five years. I can't believe it's been five years. So it really? Wow. It really was our fifth year. So I think we're going to have to truly maybe keep the tradition alive. You gotta. Yeah. I was going to say, this year was all about the Field Museum, which was pretty cool. It was. If you or anyone else who's watched the night at the museum kind of gave us a good little uh, plot for a story, but the field museum museum came alive and we had so much fun filming and putting on the production and just so many talented people. Yeah. No part of it that like makes it come alive. It's so cool. It was throwing it back to the nineties, which actually to some of us doesn't sound that long ago, but, um, you were you were also donning some curls for this one, so you, you kind of had a different look for this thing. I did. I wanted to, you know, tap into the animalistic side, going for a little, uh, you know, just a lot of volume. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Now, when does a planning start for something like this? Because I'm sure people, you know, think it just it just comes around. Like Terrell usually is the guy with the vision, I believe, and but it takes a long time to put this together and, and figure it all out, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, truly, honestly, it does take a year of planning to pull off what what has now become a short film. It doesn't just happen overnight. So, you know, I know the idea has already been planted potentially for next year. So, like I said, you know, that initial plan goes into place and then it takes months of drawing up the storyline and the plot and then learning the choreography. We start that a few months, um, probably at least two months before we go into production. So that's almost the last little part of it because there's so much that goes into it before the dancing. We have to get the soundtrack right. We have to do all of those little things that people may not even realize when they're watching it before we can even get to the dancing side of it. I was looking at some of the credits at the end, which were endless, by the way, because there's so many people that go behind this. But, yeah. you know, but I'm looking at the, the background on the director, and I know he's a Chicago guy, does a lot of new stuff, too. But maybe people think this was live. <laughs> live but, but, I mean, this thing has to come out in front, and there's just so many different views and, right, aligning the music and everything else. I mean, for somebody who does something completely different every single day, and then it kind of has to pivot to this whole New Year's dance thing, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, you know? 
It is. It's really, really cool, and it's really special to be a part of it, honestly. This started five years ago. You know, Terrell sent me a simple email that was just like, hey, what would you think about putting on a dance? I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you know me? Like, I love dancing. I grew up a tap dancer, um, totally different from hip-hop and what we're trying to do with some of the best dancers in Chicago, but it's kind of in my DNA. I love just moving and movement and and bringing that energy to life. And I was like, absolutely. And that's kind of how it started, and it's really grown into this full-on production. A lot of talented people and Colin Hinkle and his company behind it directing it. There's just a lot of talent. So really, truly, it's become a short film, and it's so nice to be able to kind of just step out of your everyday routine. I love doing the weather and I love being at a green screen, but being able to step away from that and doing something different, super, super fun and special. Absolutely. And the list of the dancers that were involved here, that's, is that puzzle box dance studio? Is that what I read? Exactly. Puzzle box dance studio. We've teamed up with them from the beginning, the best dancers, the best choreographers around and they just have so much passion and heart and drive as well. So, you know, kudos to them for helping bring all of this to life because without them, this would be nothing. Yeah, yeah, so much fun, absolutely so much fun. Now, what I've also been noticing in the last month or so, you've been spending a lot more time in New York this year, putting you on the national network stage. Um, I'm, I'm sure that's a great experience, too. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, I love that network is tapping into their local um, mm-hmm. markets, their meteorologists that are part of, you know, the same company and team and, and using us and, you know, finding value there and them having trust in us to be able to do that. So it's really awesome to be able to live in Chicago, but also represent the city when I do go to New York and network and get get that opportunity to fill in, which has been really, really cool this year. I lived in New York for four years, and I and I loved it there. I really did, especially this time of the year. So it's kind of cool during December that you got to walk around New York City with all the holiday decorations up. Yeah, it's so special. Like, Christmas in New York is amazing, and my whole family's on the East Coast, so being able to be out there and see them for the holiday was really, really nice. Now, I don't know how much time you had, free time you had, because you're doing, obviously, you work every afternoon and night here in Chicago. Then you're getting up at the butt crack of dawn uh, at, in the morning to do to do Good Morning America. Did you get to see any plays? Did you get to get, get hit yeah. some good restaurants? Yeah, what'd you do? I did. There's a lot of afternoon shows in New York City, which is awesome. I went to see the Rockettes one day. Oh. I wanted to Moulin Rouge, so I did that one day. I got to see my family, so I definitely fit in some me time, which was great. But a lot of the time was definitely spent working. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So now you know it was in late December. It was right before the holidays, right before that ridiculous like cold snap that came like on the twenty third and twenty fourth, right around the holidays. Now, did you have any travel issues? Did you make it back and do what you needed to do? I did. I wow. had a flight out Monday shortly after. No, no issues for me. So I. I was traveling about two days after that brutal blast of cold, so I made it in time to get back on the air. (laughs) Very cool. Very, very cool. When we come back, Cheryl's journey and how she got involved with the American Red Cross right after this on 720 WGN. We're talking to Cheryl Scott, ABC7 Chicago. You know, this time of year that um, many people look at ways that they can do something different in the new year. You know, everyone's excited. It's a new year, ready to go. We were just talking off air that... I'm good starting a brand new year here, but 
Sometimes when people want to do this charity work and they want to give back to their community, and it usually comes from some path of experience. And you're on the board of the American Red Cross, but that was inspired by your experience on air during a tornado when you were in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, it truly was. I was on the air for about 24 hours straight with my team of meteorologists in Knoxville before I moved to Chicago, uh, April 27, 2011, to be exact. And it was just a terrible tornado outbreak in the deep south, one of the deadliest, one of the costliest. We lost a lot of life that day just in the Knoxville area alone. So when my team and I went out to kind of look at the damage the next day and we were broadcasting live, it was just so devastating and heartbreaking to see, you know, what Mother Nature really can do. And that's when it hit home to me that, you know, my job is amazing and I have this serious passion for weather, but at the end of the day, uh, it's part of our job to, or it is our job to keep people safe during severe weather. And a lot of those folks that day were coming up to us and just expressing their gratitude and thanks for, you know, keeping them Um, in the know of the storm that was happening that day, getting the warnings out, making sure they knew what was happening in that moment, what was coming next. And some people even going to the extreme of saying, hey, you helped save my life. And that was just, it was was just such a a heartbreaking, gut-wrenching day. But then it really brought our our my life or my, my purpose just, brought what should i say here it just yeah yeah meaning to the everyday assignment of my job so when i was out there um just surveying the damage with with my team american red cross was there i was seeing the incredible work they were doing and helping all of these people that were hit so hard and impacted by this storm and i knew in that moment i wanted to just build a relationship with them and help in any way I could, because my job is to deliver the weather, but what happens after a severe weather situation? How can I help pick up the pieces and, and deal with the aftermath with the community that's been impacted so hard? So that has been something that has been near and dear to my heart and a mission of mine since since that day. Yeah, and you wouldn't have known that. Like, you know, I, I know the story because we've talked about it before. Like, you know, as a kid, you know you wanted to do this for a living, but you really don't know, you know, you're studying, you're, you're going to school for this, you're, you're hitting some small markets, getting to the big market, doing the job, but you, you don't really yeah. get into this piece of it until you're actually doing it and realize there's much more to what you've been doing for the last few years, right? Exactly. There's just so much more, and especially now with weather events becoming more extreme, you just you have to stay on top of it and you have to be in the know, and the best thing you can do is keep your your viewers and your community in the know and keeping them safe. So which leads us up to the Great Chicago Blood Drive, which is coming up next week, Wednesday and Thursday. So talk a little bit about this, because you've been doing this a long time as well. Yeah, this is going to be our ninth year, I believe, of the Great Chicago Blood Drive, which is just crazy to think about, but also amazing to think about how many units of blood we have collected almost over the past 10 years together in Chicago. I mean, it's become one of the largest blood drives in the country. Um, and we love this partnership, and it's, it's a huge mission of the Red Cross. You might not tie blood donations and weather, but Red Cross is a big supplier of blood donations in the country. So that's also something that that organization does. And without blood, you know, People need it. They need it every second of every day. And it has a shelf life. I mean, people have to donate it to be able to give it. 
Yeah, I was talking to somebody in the hallway here that I was having you on the show today, and they said, well, I gave blood around Thanksgiving. Can I give blood again? I think it's every 56 days. Every 56. Uh, right. Exactly. Exactly. So talk about the hours, some of the locations. I know Navy Pier is the big one on Wednesday. Yeah, so we've expanded it, and we really want to get this message out because we have so many appointments available um, this year. Usually up to this point, we're looking good appointment-wise, but we're running a little bit behind, so we really want to get that word out and encourage people to come out. And that's because we do have a few more locations. But Navy Pier on Wednesday, January 11th, Foglia YMCA, Highland Parks, and Recreation Fieldhouse as well. And then we expanded a little bit more on Thursday, January 12th. We're at... Hyatt Regency in Schaumburg, Tinley Park Convention Center, CSO Multiplex, and North Township Social Center at Wicker Park. So a lot of locations this year, which gives people, hopefully opens the doors for more people to be able to come visit, donate. And it really only takes about 45 minutes to an hour of your time. And one pint of blood can help save up to three lives. And hopefully people are listening to this and they're like, you know what, I, I have some time and I want to I give back and help. And this is an amazing way to help. You know what? I think part of it is because the holidays were on a weekend. This is such a short week and jammed in, as I was texting you the other day. Like, it's it, we're, everyone's yeah. just trying to catch up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think, and you usually try to hit a lot of these places. So I hope they're pulling out the ABC7 chopper for you uh, to, get, right? <laughs> to get around town. I will definitely be visiting a few locations. Navy Pier the first day, Schaumburg the second. So I will be out there. Um, encouraging people to come out and visit, and I will certainly be there the day of and hoping to meet some new people as well. Uh, Donors of all blood types are needed, particularly O negative, A negative, and B negative. Each day the Red Cross needs 14,000 blood donations to meet the needs of patients at approximately 26 hospitals across the country. The need never ends. Um, You've talked about the fact before that people living with sickle cell anemia say often that only blood transfusions can provide some release and some relief for their pain. So, I mean, it's just, it, 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 it helps in so many different ways. So many different ways from, um, you know, the everyday accident, the trauma patients in the hospital, but for those dealing with chronic issues like sickle cell, they need blood transfusions constantly to be able to keep up with the pain and deal with that. So the need for blood is, is urgent and it is constant and it's something that we have to continue to give. All right, I'm going, to keep, I'm going to put you to work before you go. I don't see a lot of snow in the forecast coming up. Maybe a little at the end of next week? Uh, potentially, but we have a, like a string of above average, average temperature days here. But our big concern is hopefully things run smoothly and quiet for, for the blood drive. And as of right now, Wednesday and Thursday of next week are looking pretty okay. Good. Limited sunshine. But we're used to that, and temps near 40 degrees. We don't need any big weather storms on those days. So <laughs> No, we don't. But for like the season, I was looking, we ended up with 28 inches of snow last year, which was kind of average for Chicago. And I think this year we've only gotten a few inches. So are we really in for the next few months, another couple feet of snow before it's all over? I know. Long-range forecasting is is difficult. As we go into mid to late January, models are indicating above-average temperatures, so I'm not really anticipating a big snowfall in the near future. As we go through January 19th, 20th, temperatures are looking to stay above average, so 
as you know, Mother Nature can always throw you a curveball, and our winters have stretched all the way into April and May. So we have a long ways to go before we're out of the woods. The Great Chicago Blood Drive next Wednesday and Thursday. It's the time to donate. Go to abc7chicago.com for more information. And Cheryl, thank you, my friend, all you uh, the work you do for the American Red Cross, and have a great new year. You too. Happy New Year. All right, news is next here on 720 WGN.